0: Hey there, Cape Cod. It's High Noon on Wednesday. Time for another episode of Life with Gwen. I'm Gwen Friss, the Lifestyles Editor here. And with me today is Editor Paul J. Pronovo, who is also my boss, but he has promised that he will just consider it good reporting if I ask him a difficult question or if you guys ask him a difficult question. So we should go ahead with this conversation with no fear of being fired.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, no fear at all. Oh, I, think, I think you're good.
0: I thought you were laughing at that. No, no, (laughs) no. Anyway, Paul, um, you know, there are things that that I should know, but we are so busy out there that Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't, even know. So can you tell me, I know that everyone's job has grown none sure. more so than yours. Tell me a little bit about what your job is with Local Media Group and, and uh, you know, all the papers that that encompasses.
1: So uh, first of all, thank you, Gwen, for having me on. Uh, it's a going. treat. Your, your show is terrific. And uh, hello, everyone out there. Uh, as, as Gwen said, if you have questions, fire away. Um, we'll, we'll try to answer anything that's on your mind. Um, but to answer your question first, Gwen, uh, so my role, as you said, has expanded, um, as has all of our roles in this day and age. I mean, we have uh, many hats that we wear. Uh, and Now, currently, I wear the hat of, of the head editor here in the newsroom, um, but also the general manager here at the Cape Cod Times. Uh, so what that means, essentially, is that um, uh, I'm a representative in the community. Um, so externally, I'm sort of the, the face, if you will, although I've always thought I had more of a face for... Being in the newsroom, not out in the public, Um, and uh, and then internally, you know, I'm the one who tries to cinch us all together and make sure we're all on the same page about what we're trying to do. So uh, that's more or less the role. I mean, obviously, as with all of our jobs, um, it's a little more complicated than that. Uh, But uh, uh, it's it's good, and it's um, I actually have really enjoyed this expanded role. It's allowed me to sort of dive a little deeper into more worlds here at the Cape Cod Media Group. And, um, you know, we're, we're a great place, and I'm, I'm a huge cheerleader for what we do. So happy to be
0: doing it. I am as well. I, you know, spent uh, half of my career on the hard news side and the other half in features. So when I watched the staff jump into uh, um, breaking news mold, Nick's, uh last week mm-hmm. with the tornado. Yeah. I was just so proud of all of them, you know. It, uh, it felt great to to be in a room that has that much talent and and capability, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you yeah, of course, you've been around um, the Cape Cod Times a long time, Gwen, so you know you've seen it many times when a breaking news event happens. Uh, it, it's always impressive to me. It surprises me every time, but it really shouldn't because it happens every time. People just jump into action. You hardly have to tell people what to do. They they know what to do. They, they head to their assignments, and uh, they're off and running very, very quickly, and that was definitely the case last week.
0: I uh, remember it vividly from the very sad and shocking and scary uh, September 11th. Yeah. yeah. People just started asking, should I do this? Should I do that? And um, But... That, that is the news portion. We're very proud to, to have those reporters on, on staff yeah. and, uh, and, you know, everyone in features who is, is doing the kinds of things that hopefully you are getting to do this summer, you know. Don't forget to check it out. There is always something to do on Cape Cod. I challenge you to find a single time that's not between, say, midnight and 4 a.m. when there's nothing to do. Yeah,
1: yeah. If if you're not filling your time with great fun things on the Cape this time of the year, you're doing it wrong. You're just doing it wrong, Gwen. And we can help you. Uh, People like Gwen, the whole features department, um, Eric Williams, uh, Jason Colnos, the Cape Cod Fun Show, all of all of that stuff is going to basically be your Cape Cod concierge. So come to us, and we'll we'll set you on a good time.
0: So it. uh... One of the things that, that made me think we should do this conversation is uh, that when you invited readers in to learn more about getting their news into the paper, right. we had like three dozen people show yeah. up, and, um, and, you know, and we didn't even have food. So was, <laughs> I think we
1: gave them water, but yeah, probably not food. So, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so tell me a little bit from the news side, and then you know, I can share a, a quick uh, recap from the future side.
1: Yeah, well, I think um, one of the challenges that media has has had traditionally through the years is um, sort of the wall that exists between a news organization and um, and and the public that it serves, and and I think as in the digital age and and just in this day and age, we've done uh, a lot of work to try to break that wall down, to connect closer with our readers, and to bring them in, literally bring them in, as as you mentioned, and and talk about uh, how we get news, what we get news. Um, We've had reader panel groups, and the talk you mentioned was basically how to get your news into the newspaper. And I think the idea was to be a service for um, the folks who are trying to either get things into the Cape Week listings or into the business calendar or wherever they want to be to sort of give them a roadmap on how to do that. And uh, as you mentioned, I mean, we had a ton of people show up for that. Um, it was a great. A lot of great.
0: nonprofit managers, yeah. you know, people who need to get the word out. Civic
1: organizations, sure. And,
0: you know, from a features point of view, we are working, um, you know, social media is a reality. And we are working in social media as much as we are working in print these days. Um, you know, Jason, thank God for Jason, because he's been teaching me all these mm-hmm. things as we go. Um, and thank you for not mentioning how many years I've been here, because it's longer <laughs> than you. And, yeah, we, we've uh,
1: all been here a long time.
0: So, so anyway, but the great thing about being here a long time yeah. is that you do get to know the community. I am now at a point where I've actually seen people get married, have kids, and seen those kids graduate high high school. So it's cool to know a generation.
1: It's crazy when you think <laughs> yeah. about it, but it's true. I mean, people who uh, are your friends and now their kids are coming in for internships. You're like, wow, I can't be that old if you're that old, but
0: we are. I am a proponent though of the entire world wearing name tags because there are so many people to know. Yeah. And, and uh, anyway, that's that's an aside, a senior, <laughs> I don't even want to say senior, a middle-aged moment. But um, to talk a little bit yeah. about this does fit into what I was gonna say. There is so much going on that in features, we have a system, and it is specifically for Cape Week, um, where you go onto the website, right. capecottimes.com, and you look under things to do today, and you can list your own um, events. In fact, you you have to list your own events to get into right. to Cape Week, because that is a feed, a day-by-day feed that comes in for the week that Cape Week is covering. And um, you can still email us, but there is no guarantee if you do it that way that, you know, um, uh, Kathy Skrizy Driscoll, who is the editor of Cape Week, she does not accept emails. Um, they have to go into the into the online calendar right. first. And it's also good for the event because you can put it up. Long before it goes into Cape Week, so um, you'll want to. If you need more instructions on that, call me, call Kathy, um, or email one of us, and and we'll get the there's a instructions list on how to do it right. that we can get out to you. That's the first step. I don't mind getting emails as well, but there are so many, both from here, from uh, local folks, and, and uh, you know my, my beat, I'm fortunate to have a, a beat that encompasses a lot of things, food and dining and, and uh, books, and I'm going to forget something else. <laughs> a lot
1: <laughs> and of the fun lifestyle.
0: Stuff. So it's all fun, and it's all great. You can email, but if you definitely want get, to get yourself on the, the calendar, Make sure you go in through the electronic calendar.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a self-service system, uh, and and that's good because you control when and what you put up, as when mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have typesetters anymore. I mean, those days right. are long gone, so we don't have um, the people who could literally type in the many, many listings we have. This um,
0: area used to be typesetting, didn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, b- Perhaps. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, wow. I
0: thought you were going to talk some more. I oh, sorry. Sorry, 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 uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. That... Well, I mean,
1: I certainly can. I mean, uh, I mean, Cape Week listings, and and one of the keys too to mention is that if you get yourself onto the online calendar, that is what we reverse publish uh, in, into the Cape Week the exactly. weekly Cape Week. So that's something that you can sort of double dip if you post it in the in the listings.
0: Right, and and it's free. I heard someone asking this uh, earlier this week. Uh, there is no charge to post on the calendar. It's completely free right right um and you know in terms of the other areas the section fronts that i cover i um i prefer to get an email explaining what's going on with something in the tagline that says local event um, because the local events get first preference mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, and the date so that we can prioritize when things are going to happen. Absolutely. If you call me the day before something's happening, we might be able to get there, but it's going to be, you know, we can't advance it. We can't help you get the word out. So.
1: And I think another tip along those lines, Gwen, and uh, our producer, Jason Colnos can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, we have a list of who – And and how to get information to us. So uh, if you go to capecodtimes.com/contact us, you'll get to the right place. And uh, and that's uh, you know you're gonna find your name, Kathy's name, Tim Miller's name, uh, our news editor's name, and uh, and then also basic instructions. We're talking about Cape Week, but if you're trying to get say into uh, the nonprofit notes, it'll explain how how you do that. So, so pretty helpful.
0: If I want to yell at our film critic, Tim Miller, yes. I can do it that way. You
1: could yell across the room or you could <laughs> do it electronically, however you want to do it.
0: Most of our readers are not in the room. Although I've always thought that would be a good idea. Um, when someone yells at you for misspelling a word, even right. though it's absolutely wrong, they should come in and and, uh, and see what that day looks like. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Um, now we, we might want to talk a little bit about the fact that, uh, that we are, are now, um, I think in our age group, so mm-hmm. we, we didn't start out being multimedia. No. But we are very multimedia now. Yes. So tell me a little bit about you know the whys and the hows of that. Sure.
1: Well, I mean, uh, we're no different than any media, of course. Uh, it's been a digital evolution for a long time. Um, it used to be here in the daily newspaper business, a 24-hour cycle uh, to publish, and now with uh, with this little guy, um, you know, uh, publishing is instantaneous. Um, so that's a game changer for us. Um, and of course, a large segment of our audience is consuming news um, in digital formats, whether on a website or on a, a tablet device or on a phone, and so um, I like to say we need to um, we need to fish where the fish are, so not where the fish aren't. And so, while print is still important, digital is very important because that's where that's where our fish are. So mm-hmm. we have, uh, in order to do that, we've had to evolve our skills, um, really evolve in many ways our DNA and how we approach uh, news. And uh, and you know, I'd like to think we're we're you know we're still learning, but I think we're we're getting there. I mean, look at this program. I mean, could you imagine doing life with Gwen just? Uh, no, two, three years ago, I, I certainly can't. I couldn't
0: imagine how. Um, I, I don't want to say it's it's easy, but but it is. It's comfortable, and and how easy the technology makes yeah. it. Um, and when you told me that story back when I was doing community uh, uh, TV with. Um, Alicia Blaisdell Bannon and Melanie Melanie Lowers both retired, and we miss you guys. We do. Uh, But when I learned to do TV with them, Mm -hmm. you said uh, I was worried about monetizing the show because we didn't have sponsors. It was kind of done with, you know, the pots and pans from our own kitchens, that kind of thing. And you said... You, in hockey, you play. Let me see if I can get this right. In hockey, you play to where the puck is going to. Skate be. to where the puck is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and that's been true because that did make this a lot easier. Yeah, yeah.
1: You you need to be ahead of the curve or at least uh, you know on the curve, um, and that's what we try to do. So we have uh, you know obviously uh, this Facebook Live program. Um, we have other uh, uh, Facebook Live and podcasts um, that we do. Um, of course, a lot of video, um, a lot of audio. Uh, it's and and you know what's interesting that the different mediums have different power, so hearing the sound of something can convey a story um, that sometimes words can't sometimes words are perfect sometimes sound is great sometimes video is great sometimes photos as we've known for a long time are great um, so so to be able to um, diversify the mediums that we're using, I think that's really important. Um, and then beyond that, you know frankly we 're back in the breaking news business, mm-hmm. uh, you know as a newspaper, if you published once a day, if something happened at noon the day before, well that's a long time before you're letting people know, and as the digital age um, emerged. Um, you need, people expected to know right away and so uh i mean i remember a story when uh, when they got Osama bin laden and uh we we stopped the press it was a sunday night it was a big thing we we got it into the paper i felt really good about it and i uh, went up i was at home when this happened I, and i went up and knocked on my daughter's door i saw her light on and she was awake and i said i said hey uh just so you know they they killed bin Laden. And I thought I was giving her a scoop that she wasn't even gonna get in the paper till the next day.
0: And she said, I know, it's online. I well, and that brings up an important point because it, you still have to, and we hear this all the time, but you still have to think about where your online news is is coming from, what the source of it is, yeah. and whether it's been vetted. Um, and uh, and we get into the area that I know you've spoken about frequently, about this idea of, of people calling fake news. Um, not necessarily. Sometimes your neighbor knows exactly what's going on. But sometimes on national stories like this, they don't. So, um, it it for us, it's a matter of working with social media, but still using the same ethics Absolutely. that we ethics and and um, um, what would the right word be work job practices. Uh, um,
1: yeah, I mean yes, yeah, standard operating procedure. I mean we we have certain routines, uh, checks and balances to find out if something's true before we share it. It's our credibility that's on the line. Um, So we we, uh, still maintain a very high bar, um, but there are plenty of sources out there that don't. And Mm. they are more than happy to share rumor and innuendo. Um, Others... Um, uh, are even worse. They willfully share bad information because they're trying to um, maybe maybe turn public opinion in a certain direction. And uh, and that's the true fake news, if you will. The traditional news um, sources, I'd like to think, are, are still doing a, a very good job at, at uh, you know, uh, being balanced, trying to t- be full and fair in their story. Fake news out there, that's for sure.
0: And, oh, good. You know, I was just about to say one of the things that we need is messages from you guys, is questions from you guys. And uh, uh, we have one, so let's go with this one. And it says, people always ask, why isn't our content free? Um, um, And maybe touch on the tornado coverage. I'm not quite sure who this is from. And we were gonna get to that, but this is as good a time as any.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, it's funny because the, uh, the web, digital media, has evolved over the years. And in the beginning, uh, news organizations did what I call the original sin. Uh, they gave it away for free online.
0: Yeah, that in retrospect, that might not have been the best it, idea. It, exactly.
1: And, and the reason they did that was because they were new on the web, they were trying to build an audience. They were trying to attract people there, and what better way than to have it for free? Um, but I'll tell you the question I used to get asked whenever I'd go speak at chicken dinners or what have you, um, and it would keep me up at night trying to answer Which it. Which
0: I'm sure were delicious.
1: Um, some were very delicious. It depended on where you were. <laughs> so I remember one of Captain Parker's that was particularly good. Um, uh, in any case, so people would always ask at the end, inevitably. There were several questions they'd ask. This is one why would I buy your newspaper if I can get it for free online? And we had no answer for that question. Mm. We really didn't. I mean, how I would try to present it is that a newspaper experience is different. There's a certain serendipitous quality to reading a newspaper, leafing through the pages and coming upon something. Um, So I try to sell it on on the value and the quality of a paper. But the truth is, if the same things are online for free that you have to pay for in the paper, That's a bad business model, and not a very sustainable one. So uh, we and many, many other news organizations, probably most news organizations, now charge for their content online. Um, It uh, has been and continues to be an adjustment for a lot of people. They still expect it for free, and especially if they come through Facebook, because Facebook is free to them. They expect somehow the content that they find on Facebook uh, to be free as well. But the reality is news organizations, they have stabs they have to pay. They have overhead they have to pay. We're no different than any other business in that respect. And, uh, and, and, you know, sort of our response now when someone says, why aren't you giving it to me for free, you know, my return question would be, well, what other good or service do you expect to get for free under any circumstance? And and they'd be hard-pressed to to answer that question. So I guess coming full circle to the tornado coverage, which we had last week, and this question did come up quite a bit, uh, people asked, well, why wasn't that content for free? That is essentially the answer, that, um, uh, you know, we need to be paid for what we do. We had staff, frankly, in harm's way last uh, week um working twelve and fourteen hour days to get all the news about the event. They did an excellent job, and guess what? their money has to come from somewhere, and it okay. comes from two sources: advertising and subscriptions so uh, so that's so that's where it's at and and we should also point out um Gwen, I know you know this, but you can get certain amount of content for free. I believe it's mm-hmm. six clicks total. Um, that you can uh, basically access for free. So if you wanted to know just about the Tornado, you could do that. Um,
0: if you hadn't already spent your
1: clicks that's on That's the, the challenge. People have stories already read it. And, and to me what that suggests is that the content has a value that the people are interested beyond just the emergency, uh, you know, service content. And and therefore, I I suggest that they pay. And by the way, and now I'm putting my general manager's hat on, um, our annual digital subscription is $39.99 a month. That translates to $3.33, or rather, uh, uh, $39.99 a year translates to uh, $3.33 a month. That's pretty darn cheap when you consider the value of, of what we offer. All right, sales hat off.
0: That's okay. You actually uh, this is a great thing about interviewing journalists is that they bring up their own questions and answer what you're gonna ask next. I was gonna mention that I saw your comments and and I saw while I saw some critical ones uh, from readers I also saw some supportive ones because they realized that that uh, You know people like myself people like every reporter in that room and editor No one could be here just because we love the Cape and and you know are loyal to you We need to make a living and know?
1: it's a fair criticism Honestly, we, we understand where it's coming from but um, we're, we're hoping that uh, most of our supporters um, Understand that we need them to be behind us now more than ever if if you if you want good quality journalism in your community, you have to support it. It's as simple as that. It doesn't happen automatically. And, and when it goes away, people will really know the difference. So we need people's support. That's what we're counting on. And, and frankly, I don't think we're asking the moon and the stars of, of what the cost is.
0: Now, I know another question you get a lot oh. is, are we going to continue to have prints in our lifetimes?
1: Yeah, that's a fair question. Um, and uh, I... I I'm not Nostradamus. I cannot answer that question, Gwen. But I will say that... Um,
0: you make a darn good news person, uh, <laughs> if you were. I
1: know, really. And and I, I probably wouldn't be here because I'd bet on all the Super Bowls. But, <laughs> um, uh, no, I mean, to answer your question seriously, here on Cape Cod, the dem- we all understand that the demographics are a, a, an older citizen, classic newspaper readers. Um, you know, our demographics are... Um, folks who have retired, generally speaking, from the greater Boston area. They've always read papers. They're, they're fairly affluent. They come here. They expect to continue to read a paper. Many of them read uh, more than one daily newspaper, mm-hmm. Cape Cod Times, Boston Globe, New York Times, uh, Wall Street Journal. So, so we know that the paper still has value and is going to be important for a long time to come. Will that be forever? I can't answer that, but certainly for a long time. And that's not the case. In all markets, markets that are different, maybe a a younger market, they, you know, their print products may go away sooner than ours. Um, But we also understand that we have to develop digital as well. So Mm -hmm. that's why, um, you know, I sometimes talk about being on the balance beam between print and digital. And uh, I think that's where we are probably with our weight equally distributed at this point on on both sides. Uh, But eventually we'll probably be leaning a little more toward the digital side.
0: Well, it's it's interesting because um, you know with print you have the obviously the hard cost of of putting out a, a paper, but you also have the satisfaction of sitting at your own kitchen table with that paper spread out before you and your cup of coffee, doing what you've done every morning of your life for however many years. I'm uh, I'm not in the year business right now. I'm I'm uh, protesting. I'm, I'm going slowly into that good night. <laughs> but um, but but the other part of it is there is a, a certain uh, limitlessness to to digital content. Sure, the only limit I can think of is when the reader stops reading.
1: That would that would be a limit. Yes. Yeah.
0: So we need to set it up in a way that makes it attractive to look at. Thank you, Jason. You're here in the room, and uh, always giving me tips. And I will conquer Instagram. I've been working on it. Um, but uh, but you know we tweet. We we are in people's lives in a different way than we have been for years. Right. I know that you have gone to, as have many other people in the newsroom and me, we, we go out, we, we speak to groups, you know, we're out in the community, we see people at the grocery store. Um, it's, you know, we have been a part of the community for a long time. This is just the delivery system.
1: Right, right. I mean, it, you, you can look at it in a couple different ways, the business we're in. And certainly it's a challenging time no one would deny that so one of the other questions I get asked on the chicken dinner circuits it's typically a parent whose kid might be in college and considering journalism and they put their hand up meekly and say is my kid making a huge mistake going into this business and and my answer is always the same Uh, this could be the best possible time to go into uh, the media business for one thing um, it's so diverse there's so many opportunities now to do so many different things um... digital only pubs more traditional pubs radio and tv stations and newspapers all kind of do the same thing in terms of uh, a variety of media so so the opportunities are there also what you said i think we're more connected now with our audience than ever before um... you mentioned we go out uh, you i know do a great job of going out and speaking in the community I do as well, many people in the newsroom do. So we're making that personal connection and I think that's really valuable. But beyond that, in in the digital media, we can connect directly with our readers as well. As you mentioned, we got feedback after the tornadoes, people were commenting on our Facebook page, and frankly I thought, I'm gonna hop in and and talk to them and Mm -hmm. and engage them and and explain a little bit of our thinking, hear more about what they were thinking. And and that's a positive and powerful connection. So I think that um, yes, it's a challenging time. Yes, I think that uh, in, in some ways the media is under assault, but for those who still value quality, those who stick to their ethics and do the right things, this is going to be, this is the long game for us. You know, to do the right things, just to expand the media in which we do it.
0: And many of you may know that. Uh, okay, I get the five-minute single. Thank you, Jason. Many of you may know that, uh, that we are doing this with fewer people, that there have been great cuts in the way journalism is, is financed.
1: We are indeed. I mean, it's a challenge as, as your revenue picture uh, shifts. Uh, your expense picture has to shift, and again, that's the same as any business. You have to be in balance at a minimum, um, and that has made, meant for uh, difficult, challenging, painful at times decisions. Um, but again, you do that so you play the long game. You want to stay in business a long time, and, and that's and that's what we've been doing.
0: And I know, because I've worked with you for so long, but I know that Paul has been committed to, um, and when I say Paul, I mean... All the editors out there, but yeah. but you're in the top seat, so so you get to be Paul, and uh I do get to be Paul. You get to be Paul. So is my dad. That's right. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh so, yes. I was thinking that we should have had you bring uh, Wilma, your your Labrador. <sighs> that
1: would have definitely driven driven traffic because to this segment. Sorry. I noticed
0: that when the guest has more than two legs, their numbers go right up. You guys yeah. are really faithful. What, what about wings? To our- What if they have? Wings. Yeah, let's go maybe. I, I go a, Chantel's uh, gull is there, but uh, um, I I was gonna say, let's see. I don't even know where I am. But one of the things was, yes, the digital people keep it updated all the time. As right. soon as they know it's true, it's up. So um, you can get. Uh, I think it's it's much different than TV as a medium, though, because we're asking different questions. You
1: know? Yeah, I think you're right. I think When I compare it to TV, I, I'm talking about what they have online in, in a digital format is getting similar. But in terms of television, if you watch TV and the questions and the brand of journalism they do, you're right. It's very different. Um, you, you, you know, we do get it up right away as soon as we know and feel confident that it's true. Um, because there's an expectation of immediacy now. People are not going to wait. And what's interesting about that is that the newspaper and what we do there and and digital media and what we do there are increasingly becoming two different jobs, two different sets of things that we try to do. And uh, that's a little bit of a management challenge, but um, the good news is everyone in our newsroom, and probably most newsrooms, are up for it. um, You know, every time we try to... Uh, introduce something, change something. Um, people are game, and uh, and that's pretty cool. It's a good environment to be.
0: Let me. Um, we have covered so much ground, and uh, um, I was hoping for a few more questions. Feel free to write them in, even after the show ends, because we'll sit down and get to them. Sure. Um, and uh, there was um, there was a website that you wanted to share, Mr. General Manager. It was a. Circulation oh.
1: about subscribing. Oh, right. Well, uh, capecodtimes.com/slash-subscribe. If you are looking to subscribe to the Cape Cod Times, whether in print or digital or both, get in there. You'll you'll see your options. Sign up um, again, as I mentioned in the beginning. Um, you know, we're counting on the support of the community. You know, we the, the Cape, one of the wonderful things about Cape Cod is it's such a close-knit community. We support each other, and I just, you know, want to take this moment to remind folks that we are part of the community. The staff lives here. We're invested here. We've raised our kids here. We care about this, this uh, community, and if you do, Support us as well. Sorry to sound like uh, I feel like I'm at a telethon, but but that's uh, but it's <laughs> well, true. It's okay, I mean, we do need the support.
0: I'm gonna now. Now we're gonna play the rapid fire difficult questions, and then Blue, you can leave me. <laughs> my color favorite. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't it. Uh, I was gonna say we have had some um, uh, print distribution problems. Yes, we have. Tell me about what's going on. So,
1: um, uh, just you know, very quickly, um, and hopefully, hopefully, this will end with a good news story. Um, seasonally we lose drivers and of course you know the chain of we create the newspaper but then it is printed and then it is delivered so any link in that chain that is weak or broken can create great problems and in uh, the beginning of the spring each year we lose a lot of drivers who decide they'd rather do seasonal employment landscaping painting you know all the jobs that waitressing maybe waitering um, that open up during the season usually we can weather that storm somewhat easily this year for whatever reason such a large number of of drivers left um, it left tons of what we call down routes which is routes that don't have drivers as you can imagine that means um, people can't get their papers or at least not in a timely fashion so since spring we've been uh, on a a heavy recruitment period we've changed our deadlines we've tried to make some adjustments and for the most part we have uh, seen improvement in fact we've seen significant improvement I hesitate to say that because it's not 100% there, and surely there'll be people out there, and and they won't be wrong, who say, oh, my paper was late, or I didn't get my paper. And they're absolutely right. We are looking to fix it all. We are still heading in that direction, but it has has improved.
0: And I will tell you, as a reporter and editor, I hear over and over again uh, reporters taking circulation calls. and. And they say very logically, why would we not want you to get the paper? Because we write it for you. And um, and I've even seen a couple of editors and reporters drop off papers. Not a habit we want to get into, by the way. So uh-huh. just tell corporate we're not really want to do that's that. Right. Everyone in the um, building
1: wants you to have the paper. Well, that's, 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 right. that's the deal. You buy it. We give it to you. It seems like a simple contract.
0: Absolutely. And there's also the possibility of... Um, Of the uh, uh, digital subscription and we have people here who are are very patient in helping you Um, but I don't want to end this just on the note of selling the paper although that would be very nice Um, if people have concerns um, you know one of the big concerns that I hear out there I heard a story I can't even repeat on the air about someone who um, who yelled, I mean, really tore into an older woman for having one extra item in the uh, grocery line, you know, where it's like 12 mm-hmm. or less. And uh, it, it was shocking, you know. Yeah. So I, I I see that we are doing Bill Mills uh, editorial page is doing mm-hmm. a project on civility. Can you speak about that a little bit?
1: Sure. So um, Bill uh, spent several months writing uh, this great three-part series, which we just concluded, um, but you get it online at CapeCodTimes.com slash civility. Um, basically looking at the question, is civility dead in today's society? And, um, and and I think we all know that the conversations we have are, are far less civil, um, far less productive. Um, far fewer times can people who are on opposites' political sides, connect and speak and find common ground. And we believe that that's really dangerous for our democracy and our society. And so Bill um, basically uh, spent several months interviewing 15 uh, politicians, religious leaders, community leaders, um, activists about their thoughts on this and, and compiled basically what we identified as some of the key problems and then what we can do to move forward. So I encourage people to take take a look at that, um, read it, I, I, it's very instructive and I'm, we're hoping it will have some positive effect on the community. Um, two suggestions we would say going forward, if, if you can, find someone you disagree with politically and go break bread. Have coffee, spend a few minutes, I guarantee you're gonna find that you have more in common with that person than maybe That just your political extreme ideas, um, too. And and then the other thing that that came up, and Dave Vieira, state rep in in Falmouth, mentioned this in the series, he suggests people get more involved in civic life. Uh, Fewer and fewer people are involved, whether it's local government or or local activities, charities, what have you. If you get involved and you have a common purpose, you're going to find that you have commonalities with people who maybe you disagree with socially, politically, what have you. Find those common bonds, and I think that's going to lead us back on the road to a more civil society. Um, And then the last thing I'll mention, we're going to have pizza and politics conversations based on the series uh, this fall. Um, Bill Mills and I are leading them, and and we're really looking forward to them. It should be be good.
0: It's interesting. One of the things I thought kind of came from that series, too, is the fact that you may occasionally meet someone that you have absolutely nothing in common with, and you can't find common ground, and that's when you have to um, allow your shared civility to be the common ground. You know, um, we can disagree on everything in the world, but, you know, let's do it in a civil tone. That, and I would also
1: suggest, challenge your preconceived notions. People too often today don't go try to inform themselves. Instead, they go to find information that backs up what they already believe. There's a term for that. It's called confirmation bias, and it's very dangerous because people just get dug in in their positions. And in fact, challenge your own assertions. if. Here's one example. If you watch CNN, put on Fox News for a while. If you watch Fox News, put on CNN for a while. Just get something from a slightly different perspective, even for a few minutes a day. It it will make us more well-rounded people. I think we all, all of us who went in college, I was in a humanities program. You know, that was a big foundation for it, And, uh, and today that is still something I try to use.
0: And uh, most of all, please keep watching us. And we love having you here. We love to answer your questions. Please feel free to ask anything, to make suggestions, because you know it's a community effort. Your newspaper. Um, the thing that I was complimenting Paul on and and got distracted was the fact that there is nothing like local. You can read other stories, but you know to find out uh, about the melted cheese throwdown the neighbors had. That's the thing that you find locally. Uh, I want locals. to hear
1: more about that. Keep talking.
0: Yeah. So and also there are many options to get involved with the community. We have a story in today's food section about commer choice doing a mm-hmm. fundraiser that's in people's homes. Um, I'm getting yelled at by the producer, but that's okay, Jason. It's it's free. We'll we'll just be <laughs> a minute more. And uh, and I know We Can does a lot of work and there are there's so a family, I don't want to leave anybody out. But if you look around within 10 miles of where you are, you will find someone who needs you. And we need you. Come on back next week and see us. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Gwen, very much. Great to see you. See you in the other room. Yep. (laughs) Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left.